So I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are free! Hey everybody, welcome to Ho Ho Hong Kong. It is moi, your co-host Vivek Mabubani, along with the other twa. <laughs> other tw- I thought you were going to say the other twat. I'm like, that's a strong... <laughs> Whoa. Literally part of my French. <laughs> <laughs> I am the other Mohammed, Mohammed Magdi, right here in uh, beautiful Hong Kong. And we're still alive. We're still going out. Woohoo! Yay, look uh, at us. Again, by the time you hear this, that might be changed. Uh, I, uh, Vivek, did you hear rumors that pe- people, like, they might just have, like, martial law, basically? Yeah, right, the full lockdown thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like you know what? At this point, I'm just like... I'm I'm actually interested to them, see them execute that. Like, I want to see them see how they're gonna stumble through this stuff. Like, I want to see all their friends be like, "But I want to go to Sam Lem and get a drink." Yeah, There's no Sam Lem. What's going on? Oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, old ladies haggling with like army guys. Like, yeah. I need to buy the fresh tomatoes yeah. before nine a.m. And just imagine all the married couples, especially the older ones, who usually the husband goes to the park. Yeah, like the, the wife is maybe like doing exercise. And he's stuck friends. at home with yeah. her, and she's and like getting angry. Yeah, she's like, "You don't even play mahjong. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here?" You remember when I was telling the story in the podcast when the the taxi driver was sadly murdered yeah. and during the day when I was trying to walk my dog and you cordoned off the whole area the only ones who were pushing back are the old ladies because yeah. they want to catch the fresh fruit market yeah. it's amazing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I want to see that fight oh, I mean not to get too political but you're the, the local here so yeah. I want to ask you uh, there is no real army in Hong Kong like you have to bring no. in the PLA right? yeah I mean you, ha- you probably have a stronger army in Counter-Strike than you know the, <laughs> the army the so called army in Hong Kong but no yeah the PLA would be the army right uh, and, and I don't think that would bode well with Hong Kong. Yeah, Kongers. that'd be awkward, man. Yeah, it would be Because like awkward. half of the language problem already. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I would do well. You don't even speak Mandarin. <laughs> That's the problem. So yes. when, when they tell me it's okay to go, I'm still standing yeah. there like, I'm like an idiot. <laughs> and, and I would hear like, Kai, Kai. I'm yeah. like, woohoo. Yeah, Kai, man. <laughs> <laughs> How do people find you online, by the uh, way? They can find me, basically go to at Funny Vivek pretty much everywhere. If you don't see content, it's because I haven't put anything there yet. Yeah, but same. Yeah, That's probably me. Yeah, yeah. You can follow us and hope that someday we'll get content up yeah. uh, before VPN is required <laughs> to see <laughs> your content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am at the other Muhammad on Instagram. I have been uh, posting quite a, a bit of like silly stuff because we talked about it on the podcast before. We can't really write. I can't really write if there's yeah. nothing to write for. Yeah. So I've been just posting, you know, like here's a funny sign I saw how yeah. Engli- how bad is this English and yeah. stuff like that let's laugh together let's laugh together but yeah. follow me it's it's quite a fun follow and then I also sometimes post yeah. surveys and stuff like that I even tried like the, the, the live streaming thing the other night oh how did that go it was alright I mean I, I wanted to tr- test out the technology and all that so that was cool I did a Cantonese live thing last night just to give it a shot and see what the, happens tell, tell, tell our can- Cantonese audience like how do people tune in like what is the show about you want me to say that in Cantonese no <laughs> <laughs> but so, so wait they're gonna watch my Cantonese show in Cantonese but I can't tell them about it in Cantonese. No, no <laughs> that's gold. I, well, anyway, just go to Facebook. English is the language of Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Alright, so uh, just go to Facebook and find out Funny Vivek and that's where my live will happen. I'm going to do it weekly for now and just see what happens because I really was running into a wall of just like I need to try this material somehow, somewhere. Mm. Even if it's to a camera, I'll take it. Yeah. Anyway, so the, there are more important audiences that I want, I want, we want to talk about. You know, uh, I mean, we have been having a lot of... Um, support over at Patreon. If you're not following the Patreon, patreon.com slash hohopod. 
Hoho HK pod. I don't know. I will post Ho-ho-pod. it in Hoho pod. Hoho pod. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we, since you know a few weeks ago, we have been getting a lot of support messages, and every single week we have been racking up a few Patreon subscribers. So I would like to give a shout out to everybody who's supporting us on Patreon. Uh, we have some new subscribers this week. We have. Uh, a Cobal Loud. We have A Grain Doll who sent an email, a very nice Wait, email. Wait, is Cobal C O W B A L L? Yes. Dude, that guy was watching my live last night. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Cobal. We have A Grain Doll who sent us a really, really sweet email. I didn't get his permission to read out the email, but thank you so much. And your Richie and Timmy. Those are new uh, Patreons since last week. Thank you so much for all the support. Uh, we're actually gearing up. This is episode, I think, 91 now or 92. We're gearing up to the 100th episode. We promise you we will do something special. Even if it's not a live show with audience or whatever, we'll have to figure something out. You're giving me glaring eyes like, yeah. fuck, you're throwing me <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll probably equalize your voice better. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I'm, I'm serious. Like, yeah. We have to get something special. Sure. Either get like a panel of guests. Yeah. We'll do you know extra three-hour episode a la Rogan. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we'll yeah. do something. Okay, okay, let's do it. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, one more thing. Uh, we are also, uh, we have uh, Buy Me A Coffee, which is ba- Buy Me A Coffee or buy a Vivek uh, Masala Chai Latte Yay. because I'm racist. Right. And uh, that's buy me a coffee, coffee slash ho-ho pod. So if you want to just want to throw, it's basically a tip jar. And if you're enjoying this. Uh, and one more thing, one last thing, we're starting to print uh, ho-ho uh, Hong Kong t-shirts again. So if you'd like one, we're basically selling it at cost. We're not selling it. We're giving it to you at cost. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing a bunch of them. And if you'd like one, just reach out to Vivek or me and we're just going to give you one. I think the cost, it depends on how many we give to a print shop, but it's like 120 US dollars. No, <laughs> 120 US Hong just, Kong dollar. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, as I said, it's a cost. Just let us know. We just like to kind of have the word out there. Yeah. And some of the fans like to have the t-shirt. So just let us know. And uh, let's get to our guest. Um, this is this is a little strange because over the last, if you look at the last like ten episodes or something, you'll see three or four of them, who are kind of about like businesses dying yeah. or like people getting in trouble. Yeah. And this is not on purpose. It's just like what what the scene in Hong Kong is like right now. No, we've tried. We've we've looked around town. We're like, is any business not dying? Right. And we're like, no, everything is in trouble now. So literally, yeah. we're at a point like, what business is thriving other than I don't know, COVID test test kits? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is is anyone making money off that? Uh yeah, I mean uh what Prenetics and stuff is like going uh, no, IPOing no, test kits because they oh, were getting kits. it for free, right? Oh uh, well, someone's buying it obviously and just giving oh, yeah. it free. anyway. Whatever. Let's, let's yeah, back to this. I think yeah for for today's uh for today's guest, I think it came to a point where I'm like, all right, this is the line. The line is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, venue in town, and now it's kind of like. Yeah, as I said, like COVID is affecting everybody. The government's dumb policies are fucking everyone over. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we're like, we need to do something and save the last few spots that we like. And uh, th- which guest us or guest? Our guest, Kyle Haynes, is one of the co-founders of The Aftermath. Uh, Kyle, thanks for joining us today. And just to clarify, The Aftermath is actually the venue that has open mics and a lot of shows, not The Aftermath of whatever happened to you last night. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of the reasons yeah. of the aftermath and why you feel like shit today, yeah. kind of. Uh, the aftermath um, is a venue on Hollywood Road. Obviously, if you have been going out in Hong Kong anytime in the last few years, you must have have stumbled in after you know or before rather the what's that club around the corner, the La Boudoir. Is that Louboudoir or La Boudoir? Yeah, La yeah, Boudoir. Yeah. Is it usually the aftermath is usually the stop before? 
Louboudois, I would say? It depends. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot of people who come in before or after. I after? Mean, on the street is uh, Pastille, a great French uh, party right. place, great French restaurant. So. Yeah. So, obviously, we're having you on because just a little backstory. Uh, unfortunately, again, we have had the lot- La Rotisserie uh, guy a couple of weeks ago. Mana, or Bobsy, who used to, uh, who was a guest uh, of ours before, and Mana was one, one of our favorite places, especially for you as a yeah. vegetarian. And um, unfortunately, Mana closed down all, all they, of its they branches. They ran are. out of Mana. They had no more energy. <laughs> we need to get you on a stage, dude. I'm telling you, man, I'm great. struggling now. <laughs> uh, so Mana closed down. Actually, uh, um, we used to work like with Mana sometimes would give us space to record and stuff like that. So it was really nice. Again, one of our favorite spots shut down. The aftermath is now kind of in trouble, in a lot of trouble. Kyle, what do you think? Um, I think we're in as much trouble as many places around the city. Um, yeah, except that we don't care about most places around the city. <laughs> um, it's hard to know who in the city has the capital to survive for a long term. Um, mm. As a sort of community-driven uh, art space, it's very hard to survive, mm. uh, generally in a city that doesn't have a lot of space for that stuff. So yeah. f- from the outset, it was always going to be a difficult thing, and then right now... With the current restrictions, it's very hard to, to function as we want to. What is, what is the government subsidy situation for you guys? Like, how, how does it work? Because I run backstage, and I applied, and they sent me an email basically telling me to fuck off. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for, for venues themselves, you can get a small subsidy from the government. Mm. If you're an organizer of events or a performer, then you have to really apply through an association. Mm. Yeah. So the government's giving out money to these big associations and then they distribute, distribute it. Out. Yeah. Basically, yeah. like even with the arts and stuff, I know the HKADC, the Arts Development Council, that's, that's the organization you got to go through f- to get subsidies as performers. But right. you got to be like a grant receiver originally, otherwise you're not part of that category. Or you have to be performing or have booked venues in designated spaces that they recognize. So right. that's why we, we, we don't But you worked with the Philharmonic before. Yeah, yeah, but that was way back. That wasn't during January and stuff when they shut stuff down. Oh. You get it? So it's really awkward. It's like you have to have had a show booked at that time. We were actually going to book... Uh, show for Valentine's in uh, the Arts Center in Wanjai. Yeah. But we were like, let's wait and see. Let's not be done. Uh, you should have just booked it. <laughs> I know, anyway. right? Right, yeah. Like they're encouraging you to be, be it, well, they're encouraging you to be like them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, be stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's things that you don't get taught, things you don't get taught uh, when growing up, like the need for credit history and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need the right footsteps through Hong Kong to, to apply yeah. for the right grants and yeah. So who are uh, th- this is a weird question. Who is who are the owners of the aftermath? Like who who runs this place? Well, the the the, the first uh, initial thought about the aftermath really came from my business partner Alicia Beal. Mm. Um, so uh, I've known her for many years. We used to work together both as teachers. Um, so you both met in Hong Kong. Yeah, I, I actually interviewed her for a job. That's um, cool. And the day after the interview, I was at a live music event, and then she walked in. I was like, oh. Oh, here you are again, yeah. Are, yeah. Um, so uh, she'd come to me and said, would you fancy joining together and opening a live music venue? And I thought, yes, but we needed more investment and she managed to get different investors. So there's there's 10 investors in total. Okay. Um, mostly friends, acquaintances. Um, mm. And yeah, they came together to help us get started. But it's kind of strange, like I... 
I've known many English teachers. I never saw two English teachers who just got together like, let's open a rock venue. I guess they write a joke book like when two English teachers walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they open it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, lots of people thought we were a bit crazy. Yeah. We are a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's makes I mean, you're also in like a premium real estate uh place well, in yeah, Hong Kong. I mean, so I, I play in a band um, and I've done so for maybe six or seven years. Um, and it was the question of my band, doesn't matter how good they are, we couldn't find a space to play on a Friday night mm, yeah. because there was only one place you could play. What was, was the place at the time? Uh, the Wunsch. Fantastic right. yeah, 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 venue. Yeah, yeah. I, I love The Wunsch. Um, many happy memories also, there. Also, again, rest in peace. No, no, they're they're currently reopening. They've got Are a they? ma- massive space above Amazon. In one time, yeah, after three in, in days, they child. came back. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Wait, we had the Wunsch guy on the podcast. I think you and Andy interviewed him. Uh, no, I don't. I was pretty sure. Oh, yeah, I think so. Some, yeah, oh, I think yeah, such a long time ago. Such a long. Yeah, I don't want to go back into the good old days. Man. I know. Um, um, so yeah, so I mean, they're 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 thankfully, hopefully, yeah. still opening up. Um, so yeah, it was the, the sense of there was so much. So many artists, so many bands, but nowhere to really perform. Venues like Hidden Agenda, amazing place. Yeah, but, that was good. But they Where had Quintong, right? Hidden Agenda. Yeah, it was Quintong. Such a cool name. Yeah. Um, and they fell foul of the authorities. They were doing it in the wrong way. They were mm. going for an unlicensed space and trying to bend the rules a little bit. Um, so we thought better just to. Go yeah. right in the center where mm. the audience are, not trying to make them go all the way yeah. from right. on transport. Uh, connect to that 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 audience nearby in central. Be slightly different from Wan Chai um, and create the space for, for live music. Weren't you worried that you're not on street level because the aftermath is obviously in a basement and there is no real sign on the street level? Yeah, I mean, it was... We looked not just central, we looked at lots of different spaces to try and find a, a place big enough that's affordable enough is difficult. Mm. So we looked at some places on the street and you're going to pay yeah. four, t- four times as much. Mm. And in terms of noise and space, it's not always uh, a possible thing. Uh, right, because yeah, you still true. need like proper sound isolation and stuff like yeah. that. The further you go out, you might get some odd spaces that are quite big but then you get into residential zones yeah, yeah. The residential noise area, complaints, yeah. you get noise complaints so you've got to be in a commercial area um so i mean the the for me it was all about live music rock music and for that you don't need to be on the street it's meant to be dark and grungy and yeah and like dirty, little, you know? its own little private space you walk in you're like whoa yeah. where am I even like taken away because like the, the best thing about the aftermath vibe is that whether it's daytime or nighttime it's got the same vibe yeah you know you walk in like okay I'm in a new world now <laughs> yeah. you know it's just like I'm, I'm, I'm at the aftermath now you feel it yeah like, of course during the day the, the windows by the stage yeah. are, if you can you can just shut them down yeah and then it's gonna, it's gonna feel like 12 exactly, at night yeah. like midnight we're doing, basically yeah, we're, we're doing a late night show yeah. at you know 2 in the afternoon yeah exactly yeah, it's perfect which is yeah it's not always the best working here for 10 hours straight. <laughs> you get outside, it's like, whoa. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> There's brightness. What is this? You used to be in a band, Vivek, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that was, I guess, before that. Uh, before, before the aftermath. Yeah, because like, I used to be in a band. We we played, like, you know, the underground, they run a lot of shows, yeah, Crispy yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, like, she used to host shows in different venues mm. in Central. Oh, like, we did, I've done, like, the uh, Hidden Agenda and This Town. Uh, this Town Needs, I haven't done that. But so like, anyway. I'm not sure if a long time ago I might have seen you play. 
Maybe. Could be. Yeah, he had yeah, hair is. back then. Both of you probably had hair yeah. back then. <laughs> Look at me yeah. bullying I'll, both of you. And, and <laughs> the time will come, Mohammed. <laughs> it is like moments like these when I feel proud to be losing hair. Right. Or having no hair because... Because you're looking the, at Kyle? That's, no, no, no. Because no, 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 no. like the government restrictions, no salons now, right? You can't ah. cut your hair. So I had a good think about this. I was like, you know, silver lining is I don't need to cut my hair. It just falls off. So silver not, lining is what your hair would be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one lining. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I used to be in a band and uh, in, in a metal band called Eve of Sin, and I was the drummer there. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so it was just basically just noise, and I loved it. I was just like, <laughs> just going crazy. I remember this one time we played in this venue, and the cool thing is that a lot of people that come to watch these live band shows have, have probably never even seen one mm. live in Hong Kong. Right. Or like, it's the first experience, and the fact that like somewhere like Aftermath kind of feels like, oh, it's central, you know, it should be legit. Because like, when we were younger, a lot of problems with a lot of kids when you tell them, oh, the band shows in Kuntong or you know in this factory building they're like oh what yeah um, the parents are like what yeah right but the moment you're like oh it's in central like that's fantastic right I'll right bring the grandmom as well right <laughs> so I did a you show in a few grandmas yeah exactly did you really I'm sure you will because like the family will come to support and they're like they play what yeah yeah right? and then it's like ah it's so noisy yeah exactly <laughs> I remember this one time I actually played a live show and uh, one of my aunts wanted to bring her son uh, over right so she was like I want him to you know see what music is live music and stuff she did not know i'm in a metal band mm. so like she's there staying the whole night they put metal bands at the end obviously and then we're like doing a little sound check like <laughs> she's like mm, let's get out <laughs> just left immediately nice. uh, all right so so live music was the initial passion for i mean initial objective 100 so i never thought we'd do anything other than live music yeah um and my idea was to have bands most of the week yeah. or open mic nights a variety of different musical yeah. things mm. um, what, what year are we talking? this was the beginning sorry the end of 2018 okay wow, okay yeah yeah so we opened we have got in the aftermath you might remember there's all these Polaroids on the wall mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah they start out in October I think it's maybe the 20th of October something like that yeah 2018 we had some uh, BOOB deals before we opened fully. Before you got your liquor license, yeah. yeah. We, we were very familiar with this process. So, so that was, you know, Friday, Saturday, we did what we could while we were waiting. Um, mm. And great support from bands. We didn't have the lighting worked out. There was lots of things that mm. <laughs> took time to get together. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we had our first comedy show on the 11th of January, 2019. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, you figure it out. Sorry, we had a, a hybrid comedy show with a few comedians before that, but our first actual proper full-on. Co- full yeah, yeah, yeah. So they threw the comedians in the middle of maybe two acoustic live sets or something like that, right? The the previous shows. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, di- many people have left Hong Kong, but uh, one of the comics you know, Ailey Slater. Ah, mm, yeah, she's, yeah. She's, she's, she's a musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays the ukulele. ukulele yeah. Yeah. And I used to work with her as well. So we've yeah. known Ailey a long time. Wonderful ah. person. So it was sort of through her we had a few more comics on. Mm. Yeah. Other wow. comics I've also known for me. I didn't years. actually know it's it's that new. I've thought like I thought you had more than one good year, but turns out you basically <laughs> your good year is 2019. Is that correct? In a sense, I mean, when you open any business, it's always these sort of growing, initial mm. growing pains, and it takes time to get on your feet. And I wish I'd known how long I had to get yeah. on my feet, because perhaps I would have pushed, far, pushed harder, hustled yeah. more, um, rather than sort of waiting for things to happen. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, we got to the summer and things had sort of picked up towards, you know, after Easter time, you know. You're talking about summer 2019. 2019, yeah? March, April, May, they were getting busier. And then we, the summer's always a lull. Everyone leaves Hong Kong. It's very mm. difficult. We call up bands. Mm. Sorry, bassist is in France or whatever, you know. And then the protest came. Right. Mm. And that became tricky. Mm. And we had to cancel some events. There were, you know, we had tear gas in one day. Yeah. yeah. The door opened and there was people outside. Um, and then, of course, COVID. So it's, I don't know, our best period was from in the last year, 2021. We did a great business mm. from May until December, really. You know, that mm. was six, seven months where we really felt things were going. And then suddenly... Almost out of nowhere, it shut down again. Yeah, because like yeah. the the hardest thing really is that the aftermath to me at least is like my open mic night for the week. Yeah, you know, like like and I remember this because like when I got when I came down here the first time to you know, be like oh open mic let's check it out. Number one, I was like okay this is proper this is legit. It's not like you know a corner. Okay, you guys go say something funny over there. You know my patrons over here are drinking. So <laughs> you got that and yeah. like the the venue is designed in a way and I can tell because you as a performer you would know these small things like oh get the bar over there put yeah. the stage over there. Every other place are like whatever dude just put a corner give a light yeah. it's good enough. And it's that what's uh, that's what I appreciate the most about this. And venue. the ambience of the place as well makes it like it's very cozy. Oh yeah, the, like the space. I have actually said that when we were when we first moved here. So I used to obviously before moving to Hong Kong from Shanghai, I used to perform at takeout and yeah. places like this. But when I moved here, when while we were building the riff, the aftermath was the first place I performed at, like yeah. just for open mic. Yeah. And I remember meeting you guys, you and Alicia and everybody, and I'm like. This place, if the riff doesn't work out for some reason, foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if I want to film something to put out on like YouTube or yeah. try to sell it to a network, place, I would I would film it at the aftermath. Oh, I'll produce on, it myself and I'll film it here because aesthetically it looks so beautiful. Yeah. Just even for comedy, let alone I've seen music gigs here many times. And even for music gigs, it just feels like you're so connected to the space. It's not even because the place is small. It's just like the way it's designed. The stage is quite big, which, you know, allows the musicians to kind of like move around, like be a bit playful. Kyle, you also perform at the Aftermath many times with your band, right? Yeah, I mean, so in terms of designing the space, that was a very useful experience to have because mm. um, my band is fairly loud, mm. a bit like Eve of Sin. Uh -huh. Not quite that loud, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, um, we, we knew the sort of sound requirements that a band like that would have, um, the space you needed to really perform. I was lucky in my band that I've got two sound engineers mm. and then my drummer's an acoustic engineer, so they're all giving me lots of great advice about soundproofing and you know padding the walls so that yeah. you can control the sound in a much better way so we have all of that for music so who yeah. designed this place um it was designed by a guy called wilfred who's mm. uh, an architect designer he used the lead singer of a band called bamboo star nice. oh yeah I, okay okay yeah, uh, i know that awesome guy a beautiful hair um <laughs> oh wait i think i know didn't they win the battle of they the bands? won a battle of the bands ah you know oh, why wow yeah because when i update i i helped crispy update the underground website and stuff and so I was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting to know all the bands through the, the website updates. Yeah, go on. Go so, on. yeah, we were looking for a designer. He was keen to, to help the music scene, um, to, to create a space. Um, he managed to finish the design process and the early stuff before he moved to New York. Mm. So mm. he's now in New York, uh, lives opposite Sting. And 
Wait, uh, wait, what? Lives opposite Sting. Yeah. Did you just say the catch? Like, he oh, can, yeah, watch, yeah. He can like, watch Sting enjoy God morning damn, coffee. Damn. Yeah. Jeez, okay. Uh, wow. Is that that's not through working in the bank. That's not through his gig. No, no, no. That's literally just luck of the apartment he got. Wow. wow. I heard he had a massive dong. <laughs> is that true? Maybe we should ask him. Um, I think he might have told me that. Every time, every time he puts it in, someone is like, "That's a stinger." Hey, that's got a stinger. Hey. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he did some design where we met a good contractor that helped us keep costs down. Um, mm. And then, yeah, we had you know a tattoo art first. We had art on the wall from a local tattoo artist, Jacob Tang, who's mm. now moved to the UK. Um, and then other aesthetic sort of measures. Um, so it all came together. So yeah, I was lucky in my band to have advice from these people. Um, but then you yeah, make the, the, the stage, the sound good for music. Then of course for comedy, mm. it fits perfectly, right? You've got the space to move around. Yeah. You can really uh, get people to focus on the performance. And okay. And in, in hindsight, aside obviously, the, you know, something like COVID, no one would have predicted. But in hindsight, if you go back in time, not know like knowing that this is going to happen what would you have changed differently in terms of maybe scheduling or like things that you could have done maybe during the day i'm thinking reflecting on the riff time right because i'm <laughs> like the riff we had this beautiful huge space and i'm like we could have put obviously we didn't have any time at all but if we had some time with it we could have pushed harder to make it like a proper restaurant or like you know a hangout spot uh, you know with board games uh, with you know a proper coffee shop maybe invested in a really nice coffee machine something like this what would you have done differently it's a tricky question there's so, so many things i guess um we've been lucky enough to have some uh, music drama groups rent the space for for lessons uh during the holiday time when kids can come in a bit earlier. Mm. Um, I think I would have, we've had a few issues with our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to get to get a more consistent restaurant, to get people coming down for food. The, again, the, we're not on the ground level. It's very hard to convince people to come into a, a basement mm. um, when yeah, it's the, the, a nice day outside or even for a happy hour. Yeah. Unless mm. we have something on the stage, another reason for people to come. That's been a... Uh, uh, the tricky uh, yeah i mean the, the the trick to get people to come to your venue is just have a line outside just like literally get like you know cars <laughs> uh, you want to go and open michael line out outside uh, that's funny you know? <laughs> yeah yeah because people just like follow the line yeah, like, like, what is in here this must be awesome we go check it out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you can have some volunteers or like people you pay like you know a hundred dollars an hour or something and just line out line up no, outside open mic night whoever's yeah. like after slot number eight it's got to go stand outside <laughs> and line up yeah, yeah. yeah. and then people will be like what is in here yeah and then you're like this amazing happy hour and free comedy yeah and you're like woo <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so okay, so you're saying that you could have focused more on on the kitchen being consistent. Yeah, I mean, with each of the closures, it's all about navigating the restrictions and seeing what you can do. So this time last year, I guess um, we were still doing comedy events. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. If anyone asked me, I'd say comedy saved us. Um, mm. Have been able to do those different events each week whether it's the open mic or having sort of ticketed shows, um, mostly ran by uh, Tambi. Yeah. Um, so we got a complaint early on or late, I don't know, 2020 maybe, when mm. someone complained we were having live performances when we were having comedy. This is a time when live performances were, were shut off. Mm. But everywhere else was still doing comedy. So we, right. we felt a bit... Yeah, targeted, yeah, like, you know. Um, yeah, that's not that's so, not. So we fair. we stopped for a while and then we had just to restart and go with the flow. 
Mm. Um, now, yeah. of course, no comedy at all. So uh, yeah, for anybody, <laughs> yeah. if it makes you happy, Kyle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, finally, like, yay, yeah, we're exactly. in it together. We're all screwed. <laughs> I should never have written that letter to Carrie. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's we can do quizzes. We've got mm. we've had quizzes recently. We've got uh, all sorts of other things that aren't live performances. Let me uh, try to understand the licensing a little bit because the aftermath is still a private space. Like how how well, it's, a, it's a private members club. So people have come in and they've been added to our membership. Mm. Um, so you are both members. Yeah. Right. Um, We've got you know thousands of members, and some are regulars that come in all the time. Others come in for different events. You know, it's uh, we have a whole range of different people coming in. Mm. Yeah, because I know like sometimes even because in the aftermath you have two sections, right? You have mm. the bar show area, and you got the lounge kind of area. Mm. And every now and then you have exhibitions of different photographers or different artwork on the walls. So you basically you you're kind of just expanding it into using up the space for all different sort of experiences, right? Whether you want to come for a show, you want to just, you know, open your mind a bit more and look at other stuff or just even just hang out. Because like comics every now and then, right? When we have open mic nights, you'd go to the lounge area and just sit and chill, talk to each other and people can have a little chat with you. I mean, has there been any ideas that now, okay, now that with this shut, have you thought about somehow, I don't know, turning virtual or like, is there a way that you can deliver a certain cocktail and people can join it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we've tried. I mean, we've tr- had lots of different crowdfunding things, lots of uh, online stuff, virtual stuff. Um, we did a some live stream shows and asked for donations mm. quite a while back. Then we did our own fringe festival. We had online, you know, stand up you could watch. Mm. We had music performances you could watch, um, and they were successful in their own way. We got some great content from it. We mm. connected with different people. Um, but didn't really for the cost of producing them. It's yeah, yeah. It, it's tricky. Uh, if you can do all of this stuff in house, you know you have the skills yourself. It yeah. really means you can produce more content yeah, 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 with yeah. lower cost, and then you can you can make it um, earn you some money to help out. Yeah. So um, this stuff we'll still consider. Yeah, I mean, they will get to like different ways to help in a bit, but I still want to try to uh, understand what we we can do. Not not we as in like the community, but like what you can do with the space with given the restrictions. So right now, as we're recording, it's a six p.m. cutoff for all the bars. Correct? That is correct. So, um, well, bars are shut technically. Yeah, bars are shut. It's restaurants oh. at a six p.m. Rest- but you have you have a kitchen. So, uh, yeah, as a, we have a kitchen here, so we open our restaurant, mm. and people can come in and have food, and they can have drinks while they eat. Mm. Um, but yeah, so at the moment, the six p.m. cutoff is incredibly restrictive. So mm. during the weekdays, a few people finish work early, or they're doing yeah. work from home, or they want to have a you know have some food out. Um, there's not a great rush for lunch at the moment. Mm. Yeah, most people are out from the offices around here. Yeah, so we've never really got into the lunch crowd. But the the happy hour, you know, five to six, that period where people might have some snacks, have some drinks, it's incredibly competitive. Mm. Yeah, and I for one, I'd much rather be on the street looking at people with masks walk by, watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. watching like the police with dogs or something. People. Yeah, yeah, you sit there with your dog. You yeah, whatever. it's um, it's a very competitive time to try and get people down here without, as I said before, the other things. Whereas on Saturday, Sunday, then we've been trying to have different events so mm. we can 
we can get people in the afternoon for all sorts of things until six o'clock and then we have to kick people out. So uh, trying to understand also in terms of performances and or and how many people and the d social distancing rules. So can you do anything during the day on stage until 6 p.m.? Uh, we can't do anything that's considered a live performance. So can you have a dead person on stage? and? Say <laughs> <laughs> so... Speak like for me, giving a, a lecture is not a live performance. Yeah, um, so like you might is, get that. At this work, is one you know. thing I thought about, and like, okay, so you know when you do live streaming online, right? There's like a 10 second delay, mm. right? So technically, it's not live. <laughs> and I was doing the math last night when I do my live thing. I was like, technically, uh, mm. the speed of sound is 343 meters per second. <laughs> yeah, and if I do 10 seconds delay, that's three. Th that's 3,000 meters apart. <laughs> okay, listen. So, give what we can do. <laughs> listen, hear me out. Hear me out. You put a comedian. Up there, in a soundproof box, they're they're filming themselves doing their set <laughs> in a soundproof box, and it's being displayed on the screen while the audience watches it ten seconds later. <laughs> so it's not a live performance. Yeah, I mean, I th I think say there's a comedian behind. Uh, we've got a big projector screen that we can put on stage. Mm. Where it hangs down, you could see the comedian's feet, but you couldn't see the comedian. Yeah, and. It's a bit like Schrodinger's cat. Like, is the comedian actually there? <laughs> um, now it's becoming like a terrible magic show. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like what you can do basically, because I'm telling you, you, you know that they're doing a live show, but you don't know what they're, what they're saying just yet. You know, so it's kind of like you can imagine that you're just like, okay, I, I, I heard, I, I saw a movement. Right. What is it going to be? You know. Yes. So. You, 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 you enforce that delay and you yeah. make that an element of the show. Yeah. Well, okay. Two points here. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, if Sam's episode is any indication, Vivek. Yeah. I'm not sure if your argument will hold up in court. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually very true. Yeah, very exactly. true. You're like, given the sound of light, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we want to send you to prison. <laughs> yeah. And that is. <laughs> yeah, and that I, is the verdict. And every every verdict they give me, I wait ten seconds to be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> is this working? Yeah. Hello? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll and, let you rethink that." Okay, so the second thing, and this might sound silly, but I actually mean it. <laughs> if you, then if you have a performer standing off the stage, not on stage, and given like, let's say, a comedian. And make it like just give, doing a stand-up show. Not necessarily. It's I mean, not doing a stand-up stand show. Exactly. Just talking. Just talking. Talking. And funny. people happen to find the things he or she are saying are funny. How is that within the? the yeah, the I mean, you're in a restaurant. There's tables of four people per table, which is within the restrictions. Yeah. And there's one person who's got a very loud voice. Correct. And everyone happens to listen to them and hear what they say. That's the ridiculous nature of the restrictions. And right? is it, can they hold a mic or no? Um, I, I know you're not the representative they, for the government. They could definitely hold a mic. I think the difficult thing would be you can't advertise that. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to advertise by word of mouth mm. underground. And you still run the risk because if anyone gets wind of something that is being even casually advertised, they will find a way to say, actually, no, you've broken this rule or this, this, this person's not got a mask. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's, right. they, if they want to, they will mm. shut it down. So, I think I, I know some comedy promoters that would be perfect for this. Like they're terrible at advertising their gigs. So <laughs> like, you get them to run the show. I'm like, dude, I trust you. Yeah. No one's going to know about it. It's going right. to be great. Thank you. Do what you did last time. Yeah. Remember that show had no people? Yeah. I want you to do the same tactic. Yeah. This time it's going to work. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. So I, I see what you mean. Like it could happen to just occur, and the people just were there. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, music and comedy are considered live performances. Mm. If you have someone playing music, you have a DJ, which is music, but they're not. You know, they're not playing not an li- instrument. Yeah. They're the one who's pressing play mm. or spinning a disc. That's not yet a live performance. Wow. So you can have a DJ at the aftermath until 6 p.m. and people can hang out and have drinks. All right. Correct? And we eat. need, we need yes. to pre-record our sets. Mm. Get a DJ to play them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, can and we, you just... You want to audition. Yeah. Oh, how about... Yeah, we pre-record the sets, have someone play, and then you stand off stage yeah. and mime the set. And, <laughs> no, you absorb the laughter that you receive from your... Ah, uh, right, right, right. You're just yeah. standing there going, voila. Yeah, you're like, mm, that was mine. Did you like that? <laughs> you do that. I mean, that's the thing, yeah. Pre-recorded content where the... The artist is then watching it with the audience, yeah, and the audience can still heckle you, yeah, and you can still reply to that mm. in a just casually sitting in a restaurant style way. My, my gears are turning. I'm already like, well, going like wait a second. I mean, on. it is. It's good to brainstorm things. It's, you've got to be creative. You've got to think a way around. Yeah. Um, but then it's at the end of the day, you've got to make sure you have people coming in who are okay, buying, so yeah. buying drinks. Yeah, on the brainstorming uh, thing. So we are. So you said you have a big screen out on stage, is that correct? Yes, yeah, so I have two screens I can put up in the venue, one in the lounge side, mm. which is, as you said before, the green room for comedians, it's mm. an art gallery, it's a space with couches. Honestly, it's probably my favorite, my favorite part of the bar, no disrespect <laughs> to the actual bar slash stage, just the fact that you as a comedian, it, it's so much value to walking in and seeing your peer comedians, everyone's like on their notes, on their phone, running jokes past each other, it's just like you're already in the right headspace as soon as you walk in because people who haven't come here before the, the lounge space is right in front of the entry door and it's just like and on Tuesdays on you know normal times Tuesdays 8pm is the uh, the open mic 8.30 I think uh, and we are usually the comedians are there from 7.30 yeah. 8pm we're all lounging around just looking at our notes it's just like w- romantically like when you look at like the big like the comedy store and the comedy seller and stuff like that and if you've seen them in movies or, or stuff you always see the comedians just like hunching over their notes. This is what is <laughs> happening at the aftermath yeah. open mic, and it's super cool. Yeah. Uh, but going back to what we can do, so okay, with the screen on stage, can you advertise showing movies? Um, we have a license with the Hong Kong Moving Picture. I can't remember this. <laughs> yeah. Again, there's some company yeah. you have to pay to, sure. to be able yeah, to yeah. show content. Mm. So we have that license. We can show um, copyrighted movie content. Mm. We tried that. We had some films, and again, I know for me as a as a movie watcher, mm. I quite enjoy watching it at home. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I don't like the cinema because after two hours, I need to piss. Yeah, right. But then and you're in a bar where everyone has the mask up. They have a drink. They can yeah. drink. And then, you know, and then the bathroom is right there. You can still, I think, try that. So it's it's that different experience. I mean, you interviewed uh, Simon from the Grounds, right? Yes. Who, again, they had iconic movies, had some popular movies, and mm. people enjoyed that social aspect of going. But again, it's like being outside. There's some. Yeah. There's different ingredients there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So what you're saying is that basically the aftermath basic is built around live shows, whether it's comedy or or music. In many people's minds, mm. um, so it's a sense of for people to come down and sit and watch recorded content. 
they need to really want to come and support and or they need to have nothing else that night that they would prefer to 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 support mm. so the, everyone's suffering around town mm. and also people are stuck at home in their flats doing online learning online teaching they're d- working from home they want to get outside mm. and they want perhaps an experience that's more different than Sitting at home yeah, and looking at a screen. Yeah, not screen, yeah. yeah. Experience. So okay, that makes okay. sense. Screen so time is something people are... Idea number two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. 3D goggles. Okay, so the screen's no longer 2D anymore. Now, all of a sudden, things are popping up. <laughs> right, that might help. Idea number three. VR goggles. <laughs> Let me just say, we're talking about cheap ideas, Vivek. Cheap ideas to produce for him and Alicia to just do it on their own. Oh, dude, the, not to bring in fucking Zuckerberg buddy, into the buddy. equation. The budgeting of my ideas of the aftermath of this conversation. Okay? <laughs> not, no, <laughs> oh, God. Please put him on stage. This is not okay. Okay. So, see, this is the thing is that what I've realized, you are, you are absolutely right because, like, if it's not live, live, there is definitely an element that you're like, I'm not that attracted to it. Mm. People are more attracted to it, even if it's like a Facebook, or it's not even, there's a live stream show mm. versus a recorded show. Just the idea that this is happening at this moment yeah. attracts me a hundred times more than, you know, oh, this is a video I'm playing. I could just pause any, any moment now, right? Mm. So yeah. I think, and also, if you, same with me. I agree with you on the point that after a whole day, the last thing I want to do is go to a place and watch another screen again. I want to see someone in person, right? Hmm. So, okay. Do so we, we have did, miming mm. in Hong Kong? <laughs> we don't have voices so we must have mine <laughs> that is Hong Kong gold um, but yeah I mean bef- we did some uh, live streams before so in our studio one of our sound engineers we set up our equipment we got bands in we filmed them we put them on on stage here mm. and we invited people to come along the first night quite a few people came and then it was like well yeah it's, it's not, not the same it's yeah. not quite the same yeah right um, we just had a, a battle of the bands so we went ahead and organized the end of last year this massive event yeah. that's going to be held at PMQ if and when we can do it. Right. The rounds were booked for mid-January. We had four bands per night that were meant to play, judges coming in, etc., etc. And so we had to uh, pre-record them all. Mm. <sighs> so we, we recorded them all. We had bands coming in and following the, the regulations, they were played on stage. We recorded it. And then we set out Saturdays or Sundays, different rounds where the bands, were, videos were played against each other. Mm. And the bands didn't necessarily like seeing themselves perform. Yeah. Mm. They were seeing themselves perform for the first time in front of their friends. And not everyone's that arrogant, you know. Yeah. yeah. Not everyone is a comedian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Show me me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Only me. And if yeah. you talk, we kick you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but equally, the first weekend we had it was when new restrictions came in or there was more news around the city of if you're caught with someone else you're going to penny's bay right and yeah. that's what people are scared about they're scared about having to go for testing they're scared about being put mm. in quarantine they're not scared of covid necessarily so depending like if, if you're working in a big company and your boss is saying yo you cannot be the idiot that gets our whole company sure. then yeah. people yeah. don't want to come out they can't be afford to to do the Leave Home Safe app and have their name registered somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that gets us to really the meat of, of this episode. Like, the reason we wanted to get you on, particularly around this time, is that you posted on the Aftermath socials quite a few times that you're selling uh, the, some of the stock of your booze. And having run venues before in Shanghai and here, 
I know what that means. So let me ask you a very direct question. Yeah. How long do you think you have if things keep going this way? If restrictions stayed, say, as they are right now, mm. 6 p.m. closures mm. and this sort of atmosphere of fear in the city, mm. then it's probably as long as we can keep our landlord happy with us. So Which is... Like any commercial rent, you have three months deposit. Mm. So... Mm. At that once you run out of that stuff, it's then how far into into debt do you get? Mm. Rent is not a small cost that piles up, and you know I hear of different venues have not paid rent for six months and then they owe the landlord, you know, millions, yeah. whatever, yeah, different places, yeah, they've owed, ended up owing millions, yeah, and it's you know you, if you end a business, you've got to end it with good conscience, sure, and. As much as I want to, you know, be very critical of landlords in Hong Kong, our landlord has been relatively understanding. Um, he's not able to give us massive reductions, but he's perhaps done his best. Mm. It seems like he might have done. So I don't want to be in a place where he's out of pocket. Right? Mm. You sign an agreement with suppliers. You agree to pay for the goods that you've purchased. Um, you have staff. You you have to pay their salaries. You hear of businesses shutting down, they haven't paid their staff for three months. It's like, mm. yeah, that's cruel. What man. sort of a manager, what sort of boss can, can do that to people? So you've got to end with a good conscience. So yeah, I mean, arguably with these restrictions, it could be three months, um, depending what's going. So you, you've got to stay relevant, right? Say mm. in three months time, things open up. Yeah. You've got to be on people's minds. Yeah. Um, as you say, for, for comedians, you're not being you're not able to write jokes, but you're yeah. posting whatever you can on yeah. your social yeah. media. You're trying to stay relative uh, and relevant. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got stock here that we're naturally not going to be selling. Given right. It also the, has expired business. And, yeah, I mean, none of it's close to expiry. I mean, mm. the, the stuff that will expire first is our wonderful craft beer. We have yeah. craft beer from Yarley Brothers, Heroes, local breweries. Mm. They all, um, but they'll be all kegs, right? And they're in kegs, and they have their their sell by date. You know, it's freshly made. It's mm. it's it will uh, go bad. Every closure, the kegs that have been open, we've lost that, that. Sure, of course. You know, it's yeah. So wine lasts longer, liquor lasts longer. Mm. Um, so we're selling some of our, our our great wines that we have. The people have enjoyed in the bar. We're selling some of our uh, German beer that we have which is mm. a bit unique in Hong Kong and, and some cider yeah tell us a little bit more about that but also uh, we're gonna put everything basically you give us in the episode description whether it's you know a link directly to get in touch with you and buy the stock or whatever but yeah tell us a little bit about the stuff that you're selling obviously you're not selling it because like oh look at all the cool stuff I have it's more of like I have to this is th this is helping right yeah you need cash flow basically right yeah I mean it's to get that that cash flow coming in to pay a little bit off of suppliers, keep up with that. Um, but also looking around the city, you've got to stay on the right wave of what other businesses are doing. Mm. If other people ask for help and you don't ask for help, then people, community thinks, okay, venue A needs help. Yeah. Let's help them. And mm. there's only so much help, I think, in the sense that people can give. So... I don't think we're necessarily struggling more than anywhere else, mm. but it's saying to the community, yeah, you know, we, well, need, we need some help. 
I think I think we have a strong sense of bias over here. I'm like exactly. If if, if, I, if yeah. I'm gonna be like, hey guys, help that one place. I'm like, uh, guys, I need you to please support the aftermath. Correct. Uh, as much as it sounds like I'm a great wise person, I'm doing it for myself. I'm like, <laughs> Same. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's exactly. Honestly, that's right. Because even though I run backstage at the hub. Uh, the hub, you're, you're, you're familiar with the hub, Kyle. Uh, like it's it's yeah. quite a huge space, and even if I am in full control of the of the venue, something like a good open mic, a good cozy open mic, is very hard to run there unless I put like barriers up and stuff like this. I do not want to very very selfishly. I do not want to lose my open mic, yeah. my favorite <laughs> open mic in town as a comedian, because the other options are just not as good, including the very the venue where I work. So it's just like, but beyond that, it's objectively one of the coolest venues in town. The location is amazing. You can walk from pretty much anywhere in Hong Kong Island to the aftermath. And it's like, I understand what you said, like three months or whatever. We do have a very, very supportive community around the, the, the podcast. We've asked them to, uh, to come together before for a couple of things. And they did come through, including our own Patreon. So I will ask you very directly, what can our community do? Aside from buying the stock, which we talked about, what other ways can we do? I mean, the thing is, I guess we need people to look at our social media, which is probably what, what's happening is strongest on Instagram at the moment. So mm. you can follow the aftermath on the after M. Mm. Um, and for the events that we are running, we need all of those to be relatively successful. Mm. So still being safe, I don't want people to feel like they're forcing themselves to come into an unsafe environment, but we are following the, the restrictions. We're trying to distance people and make sure everyone is safe, um, but to support the events that we have. So looking at our calendar, seeing what's coming up, seeing what you might fancy. Where is the supporting. calendar? So the events are all posted on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. And we typically have our calendar on our very basic website, which is literally the calendar. Um, yeah. Is it called thecalendar.com? I will freely admit <laughs> is not updated. <laughs> That's fine. So basically... It's look living at, in the past. Yeah, look <laughs> at the socials, basically. It's difficult because we can, without things, get cancelled. So um, mm. generally, we're at the moment, we've been running quizzes on mm. different topics. Yesterday was a sci-fi quiz, which was a load of fun. Yeah. Unfortunately, one team cancelled because they had to go for testing. There's all yeah. understandable things. Um, so, uh, yeah, today, later on today, we've got a vinyl listening party. There's a group called Sonic. We're recording on Sunday, by the way. This so, is, yeah, yeah. Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Uh, mm -hmm. Sonic Aviators um, will be coming in um, as a vinyl listening party. So lots of people are very keen on vinyl and they'll be sharing. Yeah, so basically people yeah. following the socials, finding out events and if they can come in and support as many events as they can. Yeah, and given could, that yeah. it's actually a cool space and the events are not bullshit events, <laughs> I am, I think this is a win-win for everybody. I mean, I highly recommend if you're stuck at home all day, first of all, I guarantee your home cannot be as beautiful as the aftermath. No chance. So if you want to... Unless of you live on like the peak, which... Well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can come down for a chat. We've got even like board games mm. in the lounge that people can come and play um, just to get out of the house. I mean, we're going to be consistently, consistently having happy hour on Friday. So mm. if people want to come in before 6 p.m. on Friday... Right. To, you know, have a snack, have some drinks. And the kitchen is working chat. as well. Yeah, I mean, our, our kitchen is, is minimal at the moment. We have links with the Thai restaurant that's directly above us mm. called Barn Thai. Mm. So we're trying to support them. 
Yeah. Um, and they they support us. They're lovely ladies that work there. So. Yeah. And great food. Amazing Thai food. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if people are in the central, they fancy dropping down just to say hello, then they can do that. I, I, I yeah. have full confidence that our community will actually come through. Uh, many of our listeners actually have come to the Aftermath before over, over the years, over the last couple of years for our shows, for the open mics I mean, and you stuff recorded like the, the show a few times at the Aftermath. Right? We did record the show <laughs> a few <laughs> times yes, at the Aftermath. There you go, exactly. That's right. So, okay. So, if you are sitting at home all day and you're thinking like, dude, I want to drink, but I want to drink in style, mm. buy some stuff from the Aftermath, get, get a whole keg. I mean, how many people in Hong Kong have a keg of beer at home? <laughs> yeah, that's that true. is cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, I mean, we've got some amazing uh, cocktail. I mean, the cocktail game in Hong Kong is fairly strong. So, yeah. Um, but we have some great cocktails, some great craft beers that you can enjoy if you come down, or you can take away some some wine or some beer or some whatever some yeah. cider. Yeah. You yeah. can have it. Have it. Have a glass here and take the whole bottle home. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at that, right? <laughs> That's Why a not? good idea, right? Yeah. I mean. Um, Overall, I what I can say is that we will do our absolute best to not let the aftermath be another casualty of whatever the fuck is happening in the city. We will not let this happen. And I know the community will not let this happen because this is such a cool space. And honestly, we're not going to get another aftermath. It's just like it won't happen. I mean, my, my hope is obviously things improve and and we get multiple aftermaths that aren't, yeah. aren't necessarily owned and run by us, but just alternatives. I yeah. mean, every community is really a, an ecosystem, and ecosystems thrive by having enough diversity. Um, you need open mics for shows to happen, right? Yeah. You need programs where young people are learning to do comedy. So Vivek, you brought in a young comedian yeah. however many months ago. Um, and there needs to be this, this whole system of in place grassroots you know massive shows you need international comedians coming in and inspiring people um netflix you know has some great comedy on it yeah, yeah. which is great but people have to learn not to just consume this media via a screen you watch any live music you watch a gig that's performed and you've got 10 camera angles it zooms in even the most static band look dynamic yeah, you come and see a live show, and people are like, "Oh, this is not like I've seen." Yeah, and yeah, you've got to learn to consume this uh, this culture. Yeah, um, as it's as it's presented. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the more people get distance from that, the more people grow up just watching screens in this very sort of. Uh, me- yeah, it's, it's a very diluted fashion for what con- con- consuming this media. Then it's it gets tougher for to, for lie everything that's live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, one last question, and we can cut that if you want. I can see that you're wearing the aftermath T-shirt. Are you selling that? We are. I mean, we've got merchandise that's available on Bandcamp. There you go. So, so we're gonna an, put the link to way. that in we've the description. Got t-shirts, tote bags. Perfect. Um, yeah. Actually, again, our community loves t-shirts. Uh, we have had <laughs> people who buy the Chaotic Hong Kong expats. Obviously, Cassie and Garen have been on the podcast many times. Uh, Chaotic has its own merch. We have our own merch. Yeah. And then also buy the Aftermath t-shirt. So I are going to, whatever link you have, give it to us or put it in the description. Thank uh, you. So you guys can yeah. just go in the description and buy the Aftermath t-shirts. It's actually a pretty cool t-shirt. And uh, Carl, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we will uh, have you back on when we're actually having shows and then we can do something live together. Maybe our 100th episode, maybe something down the line, but we'll keep this fucking sure. place alive. Thank you so much for your help. It's been 
great being on the podcast and seeing you both again after so long. Cheers, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>